We are talking about blessing the nations. We've been going through this series called Bless, where we are looking at how to demonstrate and declare the gospel. And tonight we're talking about how to bless the nation. So we are going to spend a few minutes recapping where we've been this spring and talking about where we are headed next summer and kind of connect the dots between this idea of blessing and the ideas that we are going to cover this summer. So by way of review, what we talked about this spring is how we can bless. First, we started talking about how we can demonstrate the good news, how we can begin in prayer by making sure that we are joining in God's story. Uh, We can listen well to other people. You heard Elizabeth say that eating lunch turns into a three-hour festivity because uh, she's listening to people. Great opportunities to bless through listening. We have that as well. I think that's a missing component. As we talked about last week when we talked about declaring the good news, often we don't have that opportunity because we're not listening well to people. Then we talked about eating. Eating is a great way to bless others, provide for others, welcome others into our lives and into our, our homes. And then we talked about serving, sharing our resources, our time, our talent, our treasure with others, and demonstrating the good news by lending a hand, by helping someone's physical situation. So that was the beginning of our blessed series. And then last week we talked about declaring the good news and sharing the good news uh, with our words, speaking the good news. And as I was thinking through this, as I was thinking through the sermon last week, just thought of things this way. We can declare by sharing God's story through our story as we listen to someone else's story. We can share what God's story is as we share what God is doing in our life and as we listen to another person's story well. So this is how we've been talking about blessing our community around us. And then tonight we're talking about blessing the nations. And in talking about blessing the nations, there's some common themes that we run across. First is equipping. God is equipping each of these people and has been equipping each of these people for what he has for them. Through his spirit, his word, and his people, he has been preparing each of these people for the work he had them to do, even if they didn't know that's what they were being prepared for. He is doing the same in us. He is equipping us for exactly the kind of work that he wants us to do. I can look back at my life and see how he was preparing me to minister in this church in Iowa City to the people that he has provided for this church. And I never would have thought that all of that was where this was headed 20 years ago. God is equipping us. God is intentionally discipling us in a way that we will be effective for the work that he has for us to do. We heard about intentionality. God intentionally doing a work in others and then other people taking intentional steps in order to bless the nations. Intentional steps with how they use their time. Intentional steps with how they use their gifts. This is all part of blessing the nations. And then you heard that they need support and others have supported them. We have to band together in order to bless our community or to bless the nations well. We're going to talk next spring about how um, the body of Christ is called a body for a reason, and we're all different parts. And we're told in scripture that each part serves a function, and every part needs every other part. We have to support one another. We have to encourage one another in order to be the people God has called us to be and bless the world around us. So this is really what it takes to then bless the nations. So we want to continue in this idea of God intentionally doing a work in us, us taking intentional steps to grow in our faith in our summer series. So over the next uh, 
nine, ten weeks or so, starting next week, we are going to go through the book of James. And we're going to go through a series called Faith Works, where we are going to be talking about what it looks like when we have true faith. When we have true faith, then God produces works from our life. We do intentional works through the Spirit's power in order to honor God. And two verses that we are going to go back to every single week are the ones you see on the screen from James chapter 1. James chapter 1 verse 21, Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Because of the good news of what Jesus has done for us, because the Spirit lives inside of us, because of the truth of God's Word and the power of God's Word, the implanted Word of God is in us and is doing a work in us. And that work is making us more like Jesus. That work is blessing the world around us. And so we're going to keep going back to what does a life look like that has the implanted Word of God in it? We're going to keep going back to that concept. In verse 25 of that same chapter, we read, But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. We're going to take a look at what it means that the law is called the perfect law, the law of liberty that perseveres. We're going to take a look at what that means, and we're going to take a look at what it means to be a doer of the word. What does it look like to not just know the word, but do it? And how does that connect us back to God's word and the good news of the gospel? So that's what we're going to be spending uh, a few weeks doing starting next week and going into mid-August, basically until school comes back. We are going to be going through the book of James together and looking at what it looks like when faith works to look at what it looks like when we are living an intentional life in light of the good news of the gospel. And really, it goes back to a concept. I love this phrase. Uh, It's God who disciples us. It's God who disciples us. My friend Kalina, who a lot of you know, spoke this first, that it's God who disciples us. He uses his word, his spirit, and his people. But it's a concept that people have continued to go back to and encourage me with and pray in prayers over this church that it would be God who does the discipleship in our life. That he would use the means that he uses, his spirit, word, and people, but he would ultimately be doing the discipleship in our life. That's really what the book of James is all about. So that's what we're going to be preaching to, but then we are also going to be equipped to prepare ourselves to be in biblical community with one another in the fall. Many of you know that uh, in August, we sign up for community groups. We either sign back up for the group we're in or we join a new community group. And the idea is that we would take some time to intentionally pray through, God, what does community look like for me Um, in the coming school year. But before we do that, on July 10th, we are going to answer some questions that is going to be very helpful for you to decide, is community group right for me, and what kind of community group should I be looking for? And those three questions that we are going to answer on July 10th are, what does a disciple do? So what, if, if we're supposed to be a disciple, who makes disciples, and if our primary primary way at grace of doing that is in a community group, we need to answer the question, what does a disciple do in the first place? What is the outcome, basically, that we're going for 
when we talk about being a disciple. Then we're going to talk about what part does community group play in us being and making disciples. And then we're going to talk about what can I expect in my community group in each season. You may know that right before COVID, we went to this idea of having three distinct seasons of ministry based on kind of the rhythms of our university culture here in Iowa City, where we welcome people in the fall, we get rooted in God's word in the wintertime, and then we equip and mobilize ourselves in the spring to welcome new people in. Well, instead of just telling you what season you're in this year, we want to give you more resources to say, during this season, this is how we are going to see disciples made. This is what we want you to lean into as a disciple of Jesus in each season. So we're going to answer those questions for you. Uh, The sermon's going to be a little shorter, and then we're going to have an equipping time where we're going to answer these questions for you, and then the following week, we'll start signing up for our new community groups for the fall. So why are we doing all of this? We are doing all this so that we would bless the nations so that we would bless our community. This idea of blessing is not just something we want to say, oh, didn't we do a series about that? Wasn't there an acronym about that? Um, We want it to be something that's at the forefront of our mind because it's at the forefront of God's mind. It's what he's doing in the world. He called Abraham to go and be a blessing to the nations, and then we are grafted into that same family. And he is doing a work in this world, and we want to be a part of doing that work as well. If we remember, we started all this in Matthew 28 talking about how Jesus has all authority. And with that authority, he calls us to go and make disciples. And he tells us a little bit about what we're supposed to teach people. And he says, I'm going to go with you. I'm always going to be with you as you do this work to the very end of the age. That means he's with us. That means his spirit is going before us. And he's wanting to do a work in our world. And I want to be a part of it. And I want our church to be a part of it so we can be an obedient church, but also so we can receive the blessing of being a part of what God is doing in this world. If you follow the traditional church calendar, this is Pentecost Sunday. Fitting that we would be talking about blessing the nations on Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost is a celebration of in the book of Acts when this promised Holy Spirit came. Jesus had ascended to be with the Father. He said, I'm going to send my spirit It's how I'm going to fulfill this, that I'm with you always. I'm going to send my spirit. The spirit falls at Pentecost in the book of Acts, and people hear the gospel in their native language supernaturally. And then they return to where they're from, and they share that good news through demonstrating and declaring the good news in their native tongue, and people respond to that. And that's why we know who Jesus is today. Pentecost Sunday was also the fulfillment of the prophecy in the book of Joel that one day the spirit of the living God would speak through men and women to tell the plan of God. And so as we move forward into the summer and as we move forward as a church, we need to remember why Jesus makes this promise that he'll always be with us and why he calls us to go and make disciples. It's because his spirit is doing a work in this world and it's what he calls us to be a part of. And as we talked about, I believe it was last week that we talked about this, making disciples is not an optional activity for Jesus followers. It's what we do. If we are following Jesus, if we are in Christ, if we believe the good news, then this is what our lives are to be about. So we are going to learn how to live intentionally through the book of James. We're going to learn what does it look like to be in biblical community with one another, all for the purpose of blessing the nations and being a part of what God is doing in our world, because he is doing 
a work in our world. Fifteen years ago, my wife and I took the perspectives class that John just talked to you about. In taking that perspectives class, we thought that at the end of that 15-week class that God would show us what nation he was sending us to because we thought we were going to be the ones that were going and living overseas somewhere. But at the end of that 15 weeks, for a number of reasons, God speaking through his spirit, his word, and his people, Jesus said, I have you right where I want you right now. This is where I want you to be because I want you to be senders right here in Iowa City and I'm going to bring the nations to you and then you're going to send my disciples to the nations. And we have seen that play out time and time again by living in Iowa City, by being a part of Grace Community Church. We have had the opportunity to have the nations come to us and us send people to the nations and support people that are doing global missions work in a number of ways. It is so incredibly hard to say goodbye and to say see you later to people that we love like Elizabeth and John and Haley and Marissa. It is so hard to say goodbye. But when I was lamenting this fact to my wife one day, she said, but this is why we're here. But this is why we're here. And then around this time of year, a few years ago, I was lamenting again, why are so many people leaving? And my friend Laura Ankram said, in all due respect, pastor, this is a good thing. (laughs) And she reminded me that we are ascending church. People come here for a little bit and then they're sent out to go wherever God is sending them all over the world to do his work. And what an honor that we get to be a part of it. Whether we're goers, senders, supporters, we get to be a part of making disciples of all nations. What a gift that God would invite us into what he's doing. Would you stand with me? We're going to end the service tonight as we do every week at Grace Downtown on our feet, ready to obey God with our hands and our feet and to be his good news people wherever we go this week. Would you pray with me to that end? Father, Father, your servants are listening. Father, we recognize that sometimes it's actually easier to pick up and move away to Africa for a year than it is just to obey you on Monday morning. So we ask for your strength. We ask for faith to believe what you say. We ask that you would speak to us through your word, your spirit, your people, and you would continue the work you've started in us. God, thank you for being so incredibly patient with us, so kind towards us. God, thank you for the work that you're doing in our lives, and we pray that you would continue to do so. God, we want to be a part of what you are doing. We want to be a part of what you are doing in this world. We want to be a part of what you're doing in Iowa City. God, we want to be a part of you building your kingdom and you're seeing your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, I pray that each of us would leave here tonight knowing exactly what you would have us do to bless the world around us and also we would be encouraged with the ways that you have blessed us and spoken to us, God. Thank you that you're at work in our lives. Thank you that you're at work in our world and God, we would be bold enough to ask you to continue to do that work and that you would do even more. God, in our lives and in our world, we want to see you at work. We want to see you changing us. We want to see you saving lives and God, we want to be a part of it. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Go in grace and we'll see you soon.